Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. <laughs> Where to stop? Leaving Baracaldo, we actually have been on a move for, yeah, for a little while with uh, what turned out to be a surprise. The hospitalero came with me and it turns out he's fucking Japanese. And I just find that out now, which explains his energy is so different. I'm like, that makes so much fucking sense. It's just so calm. Very, very interesting. Just smooth. Anyway, uh, it goes by Jose, but his fucking name is Ken. Okatsu, which means Grand Victoria, I just find out. Anyway, Thompson, so he's an American soldier, hooked up with his Japanese mother, and then they moved when he was very young to Spain. He's an emergency doctor in Salamanca, and he takes care of the albergue, so he likes walking. Anyway, interesting fellow. So wonderful, wonderful. So where to start? <clears throat> so uh, actually, Amai uh, yesterday did come through. She actually had two people <laughs> that were willing to host me, but by then I had arrived. I had arrived at the albergue and. Uh, couple of cool things, actually, very cool. We ended up being taken to the pool. They had an Olympic-sized pool. Uh, and then the sauna. <laughs> no hot water. There was some issues with uh, the water then. But uh, I fucking swam in an Olympic pool. And then I had a nice uh, wet sauna, which was wonderful. What a surprise. So Donativo Albergue, Municipal uh, Julita, who is... Uh, Hold on a second here. Uh, okay, now I think I'm right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have my app up here. I'm uh, now walking my way toward uh, Bilbao. So, and going backward, there is no way you could find your fucking way without a GPS here. So Julita was the volunteer that was actually going home. And she's hilarious, you know, very silly like I am. Uh, in the wonderful interaction, took us around and were very, very, very nice. So it was a very, very chirpy place to be, very different. I met uh, Petra from the Czech Republic. Uh, sorry, but it's relevant information. And Obi's pilgrim with a lot of problem in terms of the feet, not finding shoes, and anyway, having a lot of blisters, and then already having taken the bus. And, Anyway, I've been challenged definitely by the physicality of the of the Camino. And then so you know, I was with her, she was actually in this swimsuit. You know, when I met her, kind of smiling and and then there is Julita's talking and the whole time I'm thinking she understands, you know, she speaks Spanish. Turns out she doesn't. She just smiles <laughs> and kind of goes along but she speaks English. So I ended up being the translator for her. And then we chatted and uh, I tried to give her some tips. You know, that toe separator, which she really had a pinky toe that was really, really sore. And it was like, I think that will help you, you know, to prevent the shoe from pressuring your, your pinky toe against the next one. Anyway. So we had a bunch of interactions throughout the evenings with her. And then I volunteered to take her to the pharmacy to to get those things, but in the end we didn't go because of the logistical reason, reason, which was fine anyway, because I was realizing I was getting a little tired. Tried to take a nap, but uh, I only lasted so long. And so initially there was just her and me. And then uh, this German, Anika, which I called Arnika, showed up, young German lady, and uh, so we kind of had the interaction between the three of us quite a bit throughout the afternoon and the evening. And then uh, then there was a turn at an Italian couple, which I'll talk more about them in a bit, that I shared my dorm. There were just two bunk beds, so just four of us could sleep, and there were just three of us. And uh, <clears throat> and so I cooked my pasta, finally. 
And what turned out to be so cool about it, it happened organically, which was wonderful, is that they ended up feeding at least six people, you know. So obviously I added the whole packet. I had my onion, my mushrooms. So I uh, took that. They turned out to be a, a couple of electric burner that you plug in, you know, those kind of portable kind. And then pans and oil and salt. It was wonderful. So I caramelized the onion and the mushroom. And then uh, I cooked that. Then I had some sausage. And then Julita bought uh, a nice big honeydew. So I chopped that up. And I put it in the freezer to cool it off. And so we had that kind of dinner. And then the feeding, uh, yes, there were six of us in the end. So Arnica, Petra, Jose, Ken, and uh, Hera. And I'm sorry, I don't remember the Italian couple. Well, actually, it was civil Louis. <clears throat> and so at one point, I go out looking for a bench to sit and to be outside. It was wonderful. And then to practice a little bit languages. And uh, when I came, uh, right before I came back, I saw Jose, I want to call him Jose now, walking back with this uh, Asian-looking woman. And... Uh, and I think I kind of heard that he went somewhere to pick up somebody, so I'm assuming. I guess he just went to pick her up and lead her to the albergue. Turns out <laughs> that he found her walking and he asked her if she was a pilgrim. And, you know, it was kind of late and she was starting to walk and first time walking from here. And uh, he was like, no, no, you're staying. You're staying at my place. And so he brought her along, which was a very good move because, uh, well, she would have found something anyway. But anyway, that's her name is Hera. She's from South Korea. And as it turns out, she's a professional opera singer. And apparently quite a professional because Deutsche Grammophon uh, signed a contract with her, an exclusive contract. So and she, I made her sing me a little bit of an Ave Maria and I almost cried. Uh, not because she was like amazing. I mean, I'm not... I'm not a, I'm not a specialist, and I'm not a connoisseur in those things. But it was just, well, it's just wonderful. Somebody doing it to you, you know, right here. And yeah, she had a, it was a very nice voice, but I couldn't tell you, you know, if she was like a Pavarotti or even that. I don't know what that means. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a critic of those things. But I, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And so talking, so here she is, you know, she studied in New York and basically she wanted to take time again for herself, you know, to get to know herself. So it's very, very interesting to have a lot of those people. I like the German girl. Uh, Petra, I'm not sure. Uh, okay, uh, let me see here. I think this is where I'm supposed to go. Okay, yeah, this is going to be... Funky, but the young German girl. It was very interesting to see somebody in whom a very strong judge was very active, which is very reminiscing of me. Uh, not that it's completely gone, but it's nowhere as active and potent as in her case. And also so ubiquitous. And sometimes she's actually not even realized what she's saying. Uh, or, you know, what do you see the speck in your brother's eyes? And then don't see the beam in your own eye type deal. And as Hera was talking, she ended up uh, throwing a curveball at her. Because, uh, you know, talking about what we aspire for, uh, you know, I, I make a big deal. For me, it is a big deal. When I hear I have a must, you know, I should type deal. Uh, for me, it's a red flag. And uh, and so Hera, you could say, you could tell, you know, and obviously, to be where she's at, you know, obviously you would you would need to have a type A personality, you know, that perfectionist string. I mean, to be able to 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 per perform at that level, I have no idea. You know, kind of like a people like Lance Armstrong. I mean, those people who are just driven, you know. And uh, that's not me. <laughs> that is not my strength, and that is not my my passion but you know to each his own okay hold on a second here this is funky 
okay, but okay, here it is. And, uh, you know, she was talking about, you know, the thing that she wants, you know, and she wants money, she wants things, you know, she wants that kind of a material lifestyle. And she was talking about, she was saying, I'm more realistic than you are, Anthony. And I'm like, interesting. So what do you, what do you mean by realistic? You know, is, uh, you know, again, a word that to me was very interesting. And as she was saying, it's like, it sounds to me like she's talking about materialism, not realism, you know, because to me, realism is, well, actually, one way to look at it is it, it's what's possible. To be realistic is to be like, well, you know, yes, I would like that or that or that, but that's not realistic. So you settle. That's a form of pragmatism in, in realism. But the other one to me, it's like, uh, though I don't understand, you know, what's going on in my life, the reality of it. So my spin is a little different, but it is nonetheless pragmatic because of how I feel how my past for the last three plus years has affected me and has imprinted a, a, a blueprint of some sort which I don't understand. But I can't, I can't negate it. I can't reject it. It's not possible. I no lo puedo rechazar. Rejecting, rechazar. And, uh, and so, you know, when she said that, that she was more realistic than I was, I guess maybe she meant like maybe I was maybe too utopic, you know, in terms of uh, too frou-frou, too lofty, you know. And then so as I asked for clarification, because, uh, shit, do I go here or do I just go down here? Yeah, that's fine. I'll go down here. Take me anyway. No big deal. Oh, actually, I could, uh, I could go down here. <clears throat> and so... Uh, and then uh, Arnika jumped in, kind of saying, you know, about that being materialism. And then so she's talking about, you know, she's into biology. Her challenge is that she's all over the map. She just can't pick something. And I'm like, well, that's okay. Maybe, you know, maybe you, you have your, you have, oh, uh, shit. Oh, yeah, no? Fuck, where do I, uh... okay, hold on a second. I don't see. Okay, I think I can. Okay, I can go through here. This is weird. It's a weird set of staircases, and then you have those kind of automatic. Uh, what, what you call those done things that uh, you know, like in the airport when you have those long stretches where people can just step on that sucker and not walk, which cracks me up. But anyway, she was mentioning about you know, when we're talking about the should, the must, and the have, and you know, then she's changing a little bit of lexicon, and then but turned out she's talking about the same thing basically. The idea that, well, if I have those things, then I'll be happy. And she's saying that. And I'm like, oh, interesting. You know, because that's the same thing. That's, that's another form of materialism. Whether you're talking about money or a house or family, it's the same thing. It's this conditionality. And, uh, and so it was kind of very interesting. So we had this kind of animated conversation. And I enjoyed it. You know, it was, uh, it was just kind of nice. Um, uh, to have that exchange candid, you know, and I definitely made a disclaimer of like, you know, I just want you all to know to make sure that, you know, I'm not speaking with authority here. It's not like I know, you know, this is just kind of uh, the, 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 the flow of the conversation. And, you know, as we're interacting, there are things that I'm feeling and then I'm just expressing them. And then I, you know, I'm not cautiously doing it. I'm just doing it. But I'm not speaking like this is what it is. And this is what we should do because that's your business, you know. What uh, I really have to put my hat on. Uh, the sun is already shining. You know? And so, uh, so that was interesting. And then the uh, boy was getting close to 10 o'clock, which is when the whole place goes quiet. And so, uh, went in a room to kind of get my staff, not having any idea if I was going to have a neighbor. And of course, I had the Italian couple, and then which joined us for dinner, but there wasn't too much interaction going on there. The husband talks, uh, talk uh, some English, but the woman didn't, his wife. So when I got into the bedroom, we started to talk in Italian, and it was wonderful, actually. <laughs> kind of nice. I had my Spanish, my Italian, and my English. And uh, so those guys have one week. You know, they are not... So they are, they are a little bit fearful in terms of the physicality of the Camino. 
So they are, you know, they're not going to get, they're not going to find their rhythm. They're not going to find their pace. They don't really know what they're doing. They haven't organized it, which to come, you know, in August um, to do the Camino and then to not make reservation is, uh, or to not have a kind of good idea is tricky because it's going to make that one week really messy. Uh, because, yeah, you get to places where, oh, it's full. We get there, and then we, we didn't find a place. Like, thinking, like, it would be magically happening. So I was, like, to, kind of talking to them. And, of course, I mean, I do. I do have uh, I do have knowledge of uh, of the Camino in a way that a lot of people don't. So the guy was, like, how about tomorrow morning, you know, I'll make a list. We'll talk, and then you'll tell me what you're thinking. This is a time that I have, and we ended up working backward this morning. And, you know, it was like on Sunday, I have to be in Porto because on Friday I'm flying from Porto. Okay, so on Saturday means I have to be in, in uh, Santiago. So he has to arrive in Santiago on Saturday. So basically, I made him a trip to Santander to walk to. With one day, that would be tricky, but there was just nowhere around it, a longer distance. But then they couldn't take a taxi if they wanted to, you know, if it was too hard. And then, uh, you know, to go to Guemes, to go to Laredo to go to Anton, so those nice places. And then then from Santander, you most likely have the train or the bus option to go to Santiago on Saturday, and then Saturday from Santiago to Porto. And if somehow, because again, they have not made a reservation to to Santiago, and I'm like, dude, that's, uh, that's cutting it tight because Santiago is very, very busy. Uh, that time of the year, you have a lot of people in that town. So I would say call as soon as possible, see what you can find, see if there is anything. I doubt there's going to be anything really cheap. Uh, so you're looking at more than likely 50, 60, 80, 100 euros, maybe minimum, to spend for the night, which is okay. I mean, it's not a, it's not a big deal either, you know, for a major city in the high, in the peak of the season. But if you've done a pilgrimage and you used to spend, uh, you know, 10, 15 euros, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a change. And uh, and if not, I was like Milladoiro, one of my favorite albergue. I was like, since you're going to Porto, you could take the bus or the train to Santiago, walk from there, and then start to do the Camino Fatima. And it's about eight kilometers, not quite, from the cathedral. And then you arrive to this albergue. You could also make the reservation ahead, because you can there. And, uh, and then there will be a place for you to stay if Santiago doesn't pin out. And then from there, you, you just find your your connection to, say, it's around 200-something kilometers to Porto. Anyway, so spend some time with them, you know, talking. And again, her, sorry, I don't remember her name. She's a hairdresser, and she's just burned out. You know, she's like, what's happening with her? She's stressed. It's just too much. Uh, Esta agobiando. She's exhausted. Esta, no, I guess esta agobiando. I don't think it's... Uh, I forgot if it's agobiarse, if it's reflexive or not. I want to say, me estoy agobiando. I want to say it is reflexive, agobiarse, anyway, being exhausted, being really, really tired. Stanco per morire. So that was kind of cute, the chat we had last night. So it was quite a, quite a social time for me. And then to, oh, and then you have a couple of people, Hungarian. One lived in London, one lived in Denmark, father and son. And then during this crazy day yesterday, 54 kilometers, because they arrived in Bilbao and they had no place to stay. Uh, and, uh, and so they did that and people being like, wow, 54, which of course, you know, for, for most people, 54 kilometers would be unthinkable to cover that kind of a ground. And I could feel that part of me itching, you know, itching to uh, to get into like, whoa, 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 what are you in 54? That's nothing. Wait until I tell you what I, wait until I tell you what I did. And uh, I didn't. It was itching me, I have to say. It was itching me. And then when I went to bed afterward, I was like, Kind of almost tapping myself on the back, just like, good job, Anthony. You didn't lose it. You know, you didn't make it about you. You, 
you, I guess, in a way, you could say jealousy, right? Because kind of uh, being like, well, well, hold on, you know, what I have done, what I have done, you know, the distance I've done. I'm not even sure anybody else has done it. 98 kilometers in one day. You know, it's possible. I would not put it past, but that we're talking maybe a handful of people, maybe. You know, because that's that's a crazy distance. And even for me now, to think of doing it would be like, oh, I mean, not impossible, but wow, I would have to be in a special place. But that's neither here nor there. Then there was this Hungarian that arrived late. When we're pretty much about done, they were having their their dinner, but okay, like enjoying it. There was a Spanish couple which actually I didn't have anything to do with. I didn't. I saw them, but nothing kind of happened. So there was that. I went to sleep. No snoring. There was a couple of uh, almost attempt to jumpstart one. Arrancar. Huh? Arrancar una sesión de Roncos? Shit, I guess the snore is ronco. I don't know how you say snore because roncar is to snore. So the roncador is a snore. But I don't know how. I don't know how you call uh, just a snore. I would guess a ronco. I don't think it's a ronca somehow. Anyway, and a barely a couple of uh, imperceptible or rufare is to snore. Rufare. But nothing happened, so I didn't put my earplug and then got up before the alarm. Found a place to do my uh, my meditation, my yoga. Didn't do as much language practice. I'm going to be looking at a place uh, more than likely around Bilbao uh, to do that. Uh, place with Wi-Fi to plug my my device and then I'll practice. I mean, I have a, this is a short distance. I have 20 kilometers left, you know, so I'm early because the place closes. They ask you to be gone by eight o'clock from the albergue. And uh, actually I was the last one to leave. <laughs> Barely though. Petra was not far behind and Anika and uh, and actually Era, which ended up doing a selfie with, uh, with Ken and I. And, uh, and then Ken came with me because he actually wanted to. He want he wanted to see uh, what the Camino was backward because he didn't quite know. I think that was his first time here. He's been a volunteer. He's involved with the the, the Albergue in uh, in Salamanca. So he's a doctor. He's an emergency doctor. So he told me, you know, ask for Ken Jose Thompson Okatsu. <laughs> Uh, so if I'm ever in Salamanca, I will definitely do. You know, he has a family there, and they likes walking during his vacation, and then just spend some time uh, with his family. But he likes walking. He finds boring being on a beach, and I would have to concur with him. You know, uh, it is not, it is not that much fun for me either. Like I said, I love the mountain. But again, I'm digressing. That's neither here nor there. Uh, so he came with me. So I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. He didn't log the albergue. And I'm like, you know, I mean, it's not impossible. But what is there, you know, to uh, to steal there? Uh, and anyway, it was very sweet. That's why I found it was Japanese. And of course, it doesn't look, you know. Uh, I mean, in Spanish, he's very good. Well, this is an emergency doctor. Uh, and he's been living here a long, long time, actually. But, uh, yeah, this energy was so interesting. You know? Very, very interesting. So I called him uh, Omiyagi Sensei. Or Sensei Omiyagi, which means the teacher. Uh, I guess Omiyagi is actually a gift. And Sensei is teacher. But Omiyagi from Karate Kid. Which, again, Omiyagi means a gift. Actually, miyage. Miyage is like, uh, almost saying like the gift in Japanese. So, so anyway, it was, it was nice. Uh, just very uh, kind of heartwarming with that silly goose of uh, Julita, 
who lives near San Sebastian, so she was going home, and then she got some supplies for the place. So, you know, I mean, people who are, you know, they, they enjoy, they enjoy caring and being there and interacting, being social. And, uh, and then, uh, oh, I guess I'm turning here. Well, good thing that I, oh yeah, but I've never seen that. And then uh, Ken was like, well, that was wonderful, you know, to have you. You know, you, you basically helped everybody. I didn't have to, to do anything. You cooked the dinner, you, you gave the information. Well, he doesn't know actually the Camino. Well, and I do, I do, I obviously don't know everything, but I do know quite a bit of it by now after doing it back and forth. Anyhow. So, I am by the river here, heading to uh, Bilbao. There was a mountain part, which I did on the way in, uh, which I'm not doing now. I'm actually going by the river. I'm doing it differently. It's actually longer. I think it's like seven kilometers. Long. I forgot, but it's a, it's a stretch. It's more kilometers to do it that way. But it's, uh, I mean, it's still asphalt. And you have some climb, so that was kind of nice. But, yeah, this one, the app is taking me this way. And there's, a, like I said, you have a couple of variants to choose from to leave Bilbao. And I'm like, that's good. I'll be walking a different path than I did on a way in. That is fine by me. I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, urbanization. Uh, and I will be pretty much living there today. And that's okay, you know. Uh, industrial zone and all that stuff do not bother me. Uh, even if I had to stay in one, that would not be a problem. You know, ultimately, I have a bed in a little living area. The kitchen is nice. And, yeah, I don't have to... Uh, I don't have to uh, to have uh, a beautiful scenery and, uh, you know, it's nice, but it's it's not essential. No es imprescindible. Essential. Imprescindible. Okay, let's see here. How long I'm going to be there? Okay, almost two kilometers. I'm going to be along the water here. Good, I don't have to hold the phone. So anyway, very, very uh, extroverted. Very chirpy last night, and then uh, anyway, interesting, interesting with uh, Hera. So well, I'm sure I could easily find her on YouTube actually to hear, but it was wonderful to have a live performance. And then also something interesting happening because I would say something and she was like, Oh my goodness, I would mention, you know, Goreki, I really like him, his third piece. Uh, it's just been beautiful, and she's like, I just recorded uh, that one about a week ago. And so she's like, that's kind of weird. You're just saying things, you know, without me saying any of it. So kind of nothing, because I had some classical music playing when she came uh, in the room. She was invited to partake in her food. And now she was like, oh, that's wonderful. Who, who, who put that music? Anyway, so it was interesting. But no, I did not. Let it go to my head. In French, they would talk about your ankle swelling. I think if I'm not mistaken. Your head is your head swelling. You know, so it was nothing nothing like that. But it was interesting. So I enjoyed it. It was comfortable. Of course, I was a trickster. So it was challenging people. And then... Uh, it was very interesting because of uh, Hera. At one point, she was kind of like asking for advice, and I was like, uh, 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 "No, and that's that's your deal." But you know, I'll tell you a couple of things. But yeah, I, that's that's your job, you know, to figure it out. You know, you have what you you have all that you need in order to make those decisions as of now. And uh, because she was mixing mix, mixing together, I think I'm kind of going fast, aren't I? She was mixing together I should and I could, and I'm like, those are two different things. Because I should means it's an obligation, and you don't have a choice. I have to, you know, I should. It's something one has to do, right? It's kind of generic, should. But I could, meaning you've done something, and then you reflect upon it, and then you may learn something from it. Like, oh, of course you could not have done it better, but looking at it, you learn something. It's like, oh, next time I could do it this way, I could do it differently. You know, so that, that, that experience and reflecting on it and being critical about it 
is useful as you are looking at bettering you know something so like what is not a problematic word it can be because if it's a way for you to judge yourself in the past and and turn the shit out of you because of what you did and that wasn't good enough that's, that definitely can be a problem because you are you're, you're taking yourself down you're finding another way you know through the past to to beat yourself down and of course we all do that and it's really the universal theme of life anyway you know we all think we are so different that our predicament that our shame and our, our guilt is so unique you know and there are people who who are a little bit on the extreme of that bell curve but you know 98 or so percent of us are in that bell curve and those differences are really insignificant you know me with my uh, uh, tipping tom uh, uh, some lying uh, some stealing uh, you know some of those behavior call them you can call them destructive behavior and then the 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 belief you have about i'm not good enough i don't belong i don't deserve you know i can't succeed Oh, what a piece of shit I am. I mean, that's, you know, t- take the variation, take the flavor, take the language, you, you know, you take the sex out of it, meaning male, female, or old or young, or rich or poor. It doesn't matter because it has nothing to do with that. There is nothing materially that's going to alleviate, that's going to actually bring you uh, happiness and uh and of course, you know, try, try as you, as you wish, you know. And if you really believe in it, of course, it makes sense that you will. But I will bet you that comes the end of the day, you will not be better off for it. But if it is your path, you know, like in the case of Hera, you know, for her, she sees money, she sees having things as the pleasure it brings, as meaningful. Is that good for you? Go for it. You know, go make all the money you want and buy yourself all the things you want and then eventually you'll get to the place to you know that that trap will teach you something so if you find your right trap that's good for you because we all are in a trap whether it's me walking you know it's not about freedom i'm not free (laughs) i'm not free at all but uh it's all about what's good for you you know, what trick is good for you, how you need to trick yourself, and then to, to, you can't do it if you don't believe in it, so, you know, if you believe that money will make you happy, that to have an insurance, that to have a job, that to have a family, um, that to be independent, you know, that to be healthy, that, uh, well, healthy might be something a little different, meaning, I mean, there is, well, yeah, I mean, there is value to, you know, to be responsible to some extent and to care, you know, for yourself on a physical level. So, but then again, you know, you could be very, very sick and then you end up, something happened to you, you end up in this place and that really make your life, wow. So if you're not being that, if you're not being in that quote unquote horrible shape, you would have never uh, gotten there. And that would have never happened to you. And that was the best thing that you could do. So nobody can nobody can appreciate your your individual predicament, or as Ramdas would call it, your karmic predicament. And uh, so it's great to hear what people have to say, you know. But it's like this is your job to make those decisions, to discern, to distinguish between that and that, and to being like, ah, oh, this is the one that I want to go with. And once you have your why clear, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to control everything. You're not going to be able to foresee all of it. It's not about that. Then it becomes this journey and things happen outside of your control, outside of your understanding and that you cannot foresee, but it doesn't matter because you're not in charge because you are not who you think you are. There is more to who than what you can put into your thought. You know, you are more than your thought. You are more than a thinker. You know, you are more than what is encompassed inside those senses of yours. But it is, you know, it is part of the experience. It is part of what, part of the uniform, you know, necessary to 
to be in this playing field that I would call life in this matrix. And it's okay, you know, and there is a reason for that too. So, and I'm saying Ramdas would say, you know, if you're going to be in a class, you might as well take the course, you know, instead of just staying there and then parking the whole time. To me, do, do the same while you're there, you know. And actually, I think I have one more thing that I've added to saying that you have to. You have to die. You have to breathe. And then you have to make choices. All the time, you have to make choices. Uh, that's, that's all we do all the time. And some of them, we don't really revisit them. You know, it's kind of like, this is how I'm going to put my clothes on. This is how I'm going to eat. This is what I'm going to eat. This is what I'm going to do. This is, you know, this is how I'm going to look at people, what I'm going to do for fun, all of those things. But your entire life is about choices. How many choices do we make each and every day? You know? And I'm, I'm sure there's quite a wide range, you know, for some people. You know, how you think, what you choose to think, you know? And then how you you develop your values. You know, what's important because those values then become belief. And they dictate a lot. You know, you find what you're looking for. But initially, you have to create this network of values and then ideas and beliefs. And eventually, those become connected and stronger and this mesh almost unbreakable. And then it kind of creates that kind of uh, conditional uh, relative identity of yourself. And as you go along in life, that kind of gets updated, you know. Um, that changed some. But there are some core values that don't seem to go anywhere, you know. And of course, you know, if you're a man, well, I shouldn't say that. In this time and age, you know, if you're a man, doesn't mean you're a man, I guess. To me, that's a little ridiculous, this whole thing. I'm sorry, I haven't met a trans person yet. I just don't get it. It just, I, I have no way to relate to that. This whole tr LGBTQ, whatever it's called. It's it's really strange to me. I'm a simple guy, you know, you have to forgive me. I'm a, I'm a simple man and uh, I, I have no issue like homosexuality, you know, I've known people. So for me, it's quite clear. They're like me, you know, they just have that uh, different flavor of ice cream that they like. That's not mine, but who, who the fuck cares, you know? I don't, I don't even see. It's a non-starter. There's nothing to discuss. But the whole thing that I am born in the wrong body, that is so strange to me. That is like science fiction. But anyway, but regardless, you know, to each his own. So, I mean, ultimately, I have no, no problem with it. I really don't care. But it is weird. To me, it is something that is definitely outside of the range of what I would consider normal. Or what would not ruffle my feathers? Because this one ruffles my intellectual feather. I have to say, when I hear about somebody who's saying that he's born in the wrong body, there's just something that's weird about it. It's like, but biologically, you are a man. If if you if you might, if you check all the boxes, then you are that. But then I guess at the same time, I'm kind of uh, putting my foot in my mouth here because. We are more than just a physical body. So, anyway, still strange to me, but yeah, again, I have no problem with it. And uh, it could be interesting if I was to actually meet one of those persons one day and to actually have a conversation, an open conversation, you know, where I can be candid, where you don't feel like uh, there's a whole political correctness. I can't fucking stand it. So, if I can be honest, if I can be candid about uh, the way I see it, what I think about it, and open to you, and being willing to hear you, and being curious, which I would be. I am curious about it, because it's so strange and exotic for me. Then I would definitely be open to that, to meet one of those persons that identify or that relate to itself uh, differently. Because in a way, I think it is interesting, you know, challenging, but it sounds interesting giving the right opportunity. Anywho, well, it's not too bad. I mean, we are along this river. It's kind of an old part of town. Um, definitely not as pretty as Sevilla. I guess as I'm going through the big city, 
yeah, it makes me appreciate. I mean, yeah, Sevilla is a nice city in terms of the building, in terms of the... Of course, you have the nasty neighborhoods. You don't have to go too far. But there's a pretty part of the of the town that you can meander through. Anyway, so, Larabetsu is where I'm going today. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'll go to Mendata. So I think I will call today to make a to see if there's room. But if not, there is a, a couple of places nearby which I think are going to be similar. So if uh, if he doesn't have room, and then I'll go to another one to check it out. And uh, we will go to Posueta. Then no no M M Mendata. Sorry 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 Mendata is not it. Actually I'm not going to go to Posueta. I'm going to go past it. Um, Mendata is past Guernica and uh, Posueta is before Guernica. So I'm going to call the guy from Mendata and then see if he has room because I know he gets busy too. Uh, and then uh, I'll go from there. And today, like I say, will be uh, more than likely for bath, walking for an hour or so. And then I'm going to find a cafe where I can plug my device and then practice my language for at least one to two hours and then enjoy that and uh, we'll walk my way through that town I barely remember it Le Sama I remember more that it was a Sunday if I'm not mistaken it was a Sunday when I went to it was coming to Bilbao and they had a market they had something going on in that town Avia uh, Movida there was movement there was kind of a action you know Movida so movida means movement, figuratively and literally, meaning movida, like, uh, hey, there's a party, or there's things going on, it's kind of lively, here we go, movida could also be used for something like, it's a lively evening, hi movida, esta noche en este pueblo, how about that people, you even get a free, uh, a little bit of free Spanish here, sweet lesson, I'm not saying I'm going to be 100% right all the time, but I think my, my grasp on a, on a Spanish language is uh, uh, pretty decent. I am being complimented quite a bit by the native, which who are surprised by uh, how well, uh, of course, the colloquialism and then the, the expression, the slang, even some things like in el tiempo de Maria Castaña, which is a funny expression, but some people actually forgot about it which means a long time ago. Uh, so there are things uh, sometimes that I, that I may look for an opportunity to squeeze in because I just love. I love uh, Spanish expression, the sayings. And uh, and some of them, they're just because of rhyming, like las lentejas o las comas o las tejas. It's, you know, it's mandelentos, or you, or you eat them or you live them, which it doesn't really mean anything. But it just rhymes. It's like feliz como una perris o como una lumbris. Happy like a quail or happy like a worm because it rhymes. So some things don't really have, uh, it's not like so much of a wisdom, you know, saying. But some things, sometimes it's kind of like an observation, like había, había cuatro gatos, meaning like there were four cats, meaning there was almost nobody. So they are saying that expresses kind of, uh, it's an observation. Or, you know, like... Um, Matar un pajaro, matar dos pajaros con un tiro. De un tiro o con un... Oh, matar, matar dos pajaros de un tiro, I think. It's like killing two birds with one stone. Anyway, so I, I just like them. That's something that I enjoy learning. And I enjoy looking for opportunities proper, appropriate, uh, to use them in. Anyhow, so you get, uh, you get somebody who's doing okay with his Spanish. I think I could definitely help a beginner or an intermediate uh, learner. And actually, even in advance, because I have, uh, I remember speaking with, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Carlos, Carlos actually, from uh, Cadiz, who is a teach French teacher. <laughs> and again, he's somebody who teaches French. And I'm like looking at his French level, what he, you know, his fluency, and he's like, it's so weak, you know. The guy couldn't carry a French conversation. So it's it's interesting about uh, 
sometimes what those diplomas are or what they actually mean. You know, the fact that you have this this competency test that you prepare very hardly for and and then what happened after is kind of interesting, you know. Anyhow. So yeah, I feel pretty good about my my Spanish level as I am procrastinating my my exit from Spain. Anywho. Anyway, I think that's enough for now. So on I go. So it looks like it's going to be, this is actually a sunny, clear day. So it's going to be a warm day uh, today here in the Basque country. And uh, on that note, my friend, for now anyway, I wish you a beautiful day and talk to you on the other side. Just amazing how at times it is tricky for me to <laughs> to get my bearings. Anywho, found a very nice place. Uh, it's interesting this little game I'm playing about. You know, you kind of set it up. It's like this is what I would like, and uh, but it's you know it's kind of light. It's not like you know what I what I deserve or you know. None of it uh, deserve merecer in Spanish. Yo merezco. Uh, I deserve. In French, mérité. Je mérite. So, no tiene nada que ver. Oh, shit. Doesn't have anything to do. No tiene nada que ver. Anyway, as I'm about to get up the steps of... Um, at the top of the steps on the right is the albergue where I stayed before. So, we are now basically in the center of... Uh, I'm sure one part of the center of the bow. Anywho. So, from there it's going to move pretty quick. But anywho, I found this very nice little cafe, small, and they had Wi-Fi, and I had a plug. So, I, I get myself a coffee, and then uh, went at my uh, languages. I'm kind of, uh, I'm in a final of this, whatever it is, this silly digital tournament, but for me... It's kind of a, well, I want to, I don't care about being first place, that, that I'm not, because I would require uh, practicing way more. I mean, being on, on that thing way more, way. Okay. What the? I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure this is right. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know I'm right. This GPS is throwing me off here, so I'm gonna, I'm going to back off it. Yeah, I mean, I know where I am. Anyhow. Uh, so, I was on it for a while. A bit of Japanese, a bit of Italian, and uh, a bunch of Spanish. Completing some chapters, if you're not familiar with Duolingo. They have uh, each lesson, like each there's a chapter for, for a specific lesson on a noun. Some verbs or whatever, and then uh, you have uh, five levels, and then you have uh, about 17, I guess, 17 kind of mini quizzes for each of those things. And sorry, here I'm going. I forgot how many steps there are, but uh, definitely Bilbao is not flat. So, forgive my shortness of breath, and my legs are getting warmed again after that nice long break. So in Duolingo, you have a five level for each of those chapters and, uh, and around 17 questions or quizzes. And uh, in the early stages, when you first start with a language, there are less questions, but as you move up, you it comes to about 17, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's correct. And then when you do a revision, and when you've completely completed completed a, when you have completely completed, that sounds horrible, when you've completely finished one of those chapters, if you want to revise it or refresh yourself, then it's 20 of them. And so, uh, anyway, so I did a bunch of those to basically earn me a lot of points, but I'm also, I'm not doing a re revision, so those I have not done before. I am actually finishing the 
the fifth level. And many of them I did not. Because uh, way back when, Duolingo didn't have that fifth level. Or six, I forgot. Whatever it is. Anyway, you, you were doing the four or five level and you were done. And then they added that kind of uh, the crowning achievement where you have those extra extra level and to complete anyway so i've been uh, i've been playing with that and uh and yeah enjoying you know it's uh it is going to be uh an easy day uh well i mean it's going to be up and down because actually yeah because as i'm leaving bilbao i will be going up 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 for a while and then it's going to be quite a down to Lesama, but it's you know the place open at three, so I'm pretty much on a pretty much on a, on a home stretch here. Is it really? Let me see here. Is that like a side trail? Am I supposed to be going here? Huh, let me see. Maybe I don't have to go. Okay. I don't know. It's such a weird... Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I think... Of course, you don't have the name of the streets. Well, no, I think it is right. So if I'm here, oh my fucking goodness, I am. It's a May fucking thing. I'm confused. So here is I see the, but I mean you know I see the. Okay, let me see. No, I'm going backward. No, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go up this way. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Well, I guess that's part of what, when you do things backward, you know, when you don't follow. And again, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the most savvy, which is very interesting because I've done this thing for quite a while and uh, it is not natural for me. I do have to pay attention. Uh, I do get lost and sometimes I just don't pay attention. That being said, I always find my place. You know, uh, oh, that might be here. Yes, this is it. I remember, actually. Anyway. Yeah, and then this is going to lead me then further down on the left to the albergue. Okay. Even though I'm stepping away from the Camino, it doesn't matter because I will rejoin here. I'm going now in uh, Barrio de la Cruz, yeah? And then uh, I remember that street uh, that leads you to the albergue, which I guess maybe possibly a tidbit, uh, yeah, it's a tidbit outside of the Camino, that makes sense. But in all fairness, I mean, it's been what? Almost two mess, two mess, two months. Messes is a month in Spanish. And for all, mess is one month. And then, uh, yeah, and then right here, right here, the Elberg. Very unassuming. All right. So. So anyway, so enjoyed. I was in the bar, which it works well. Even though on, I have to say on my tablet, on my Apple tablet, the Duolingo app is, uh, it's the only thing really. It just freezes, it's loads very slowly. Uh, I don't know. I turn my tablet every day, turn it off. You know, when I travel, you know, not to take the chance of running the battery out or whatever. Anyway, I've done updates, you know, and all that stuff, but yeah, the Duolingo, 
uh, I don't know, it's a, my, it's a generation, my sixth generation, my tablet. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think the software update, I think it's something that I've heard, and I think there's some truth to it in terms of Apple, that, uh, you know, when the update comes in eventually, the older hardware, you know, of the tablet just doesn't quite keep up. So that's really the one thing, though I have no issue with YouTube when I watch my movies and, and uh, well, I don't really do, uh, I kind of stopped gaming. I've kind of lost my interest in that. Uh, anywho. All right. Oh, there's another church here. All right, so let me see here. Samudio, let's see, Lechama and Larabetsu. Where are you? Let me see if I can find no, bus. Oh, that's bus, bus. Uh, Albergue. <laughs> there it is. All right, I have a. Uh, 13 and a half kilometers. Anyway, I'm gonna have to have my phone on for a bit now as I am walking my way on the, what seems to be the outskirts of Bilbao. Anyway, beautiful day today, different than what we've had in the last few days. So that's really a prime time summer day. Uh, I guess I'm gonna switch side here. It's neighborhood, it's residential here. A lot of apartment building and whatever the church is, which it looks like. Yeah, I will be going by it. Anyhow, so on where I go, yes, I have seen a few pilgrims in Bilbao. And uh, yes, oh yeah, today, body of course again, feeling great. Uh, you know, thinking about Petra, she had so many blisters after so few days. Well, I'm sure that, uh, you know, being obese, obviously, is going to do a number on her. You know, it's one thing about, you know, strolling, uh, you know, walking here and there, but, you know, to do like 10, 15 or 20, I don't know, the kind of distance she's covering, but that's a whole different animal, anyway. But yeah, it's her Camino. She chose that, so I do not feel sorry for her. But I mean, I can I can empathize, you know, with all those blisters and having that pinky toe that's really hurting her. That you know, yeah, yeah, it's she's definitely challenged physically to do that. But she's doing it, so good for her. Good for her. I never get to know, you know, why. Why she, yeah, well, she's doing this Camino, so. But I'm sure, you know, there is a, there is a search going on uh, about her. Anyhow, looks like it's about 11.30 here in beautiful, uh, well, everything is relative, right? Beautiful Bilbao, but uh, oh yeah, I need to call. Uh, um, I think it's Mendata. Well, I'll call him later. It's fine. You know what? I'm not going to worry about getting uh, getting that taken care of now. I'm going to walk I'll, uh, a little bit later. I'll uh, I'll check it out, and then uh, that'll be soon enough. Anyway, I think that's plenty, guys. Sorry, I was just kind of psyched, leaving the bar, having practiced, and kind of enjoying not, you know, sometimes you get so caught up into the details, and you become overly efficient, and you get everything done yesterday, you know, as you get better, and then to sometimes appreciate things, you know, to be less, oh, is it open? I don't know, it looks like a cathedral. Anyway, I'm going to go in. Um to appreciate the simple things.
So anyway, I enjoyed myself for what it's worth. So I wish you all a beautiful sunny day wherever you are. And uh, until next time, my friend, the Buen Camino. Ultraya. Well, I'll do a little recording while I have a place to myself. Uh, let me hang in there a second. I'm wondering where my... I don't remember. Oh, here they are. I don't remember where I put my... Uh... Oh, shit. That's a sun that's a spray sanitizer. Sorry, I didn't remember where I put my paws. Anywho, everybody went. So the place is full. It's a small place, huh? Uh it's eleven bed. And uh get here early actually. Well it took my time, but people were already there and some people were stressing because they were in a group. And uh we're gonna be running out. But I think everybody got uh Got a place anyway. The host was uh, <laughs> a little, little tight. I mean, it was nice, but there was this Italian guy, Carlos, a nice guy. And he chose basically, you end up choosing a bed, so there's numbers, and you choose your bed, and then that's your bed, that's your assigned bed. And he changed his bed without telling the host, and he kind of overreacted. The host, I mean, it was you know, but anyway, so that was kind of happening there. And then, uh, so I, I chatted with uh, two gals from Madrid, her lawyer, and I don't know who the other one is, but both had a hard day today, they had a long day, and they're finishing tomorrow, and they were just beat up. And uh, so one come out of the men's bathroom, and me as a joke, I was like, call the judge, because she's a lawyer, and I was like, oh, you were in a men's bathroom, and, you know, kidding her. And then the guys start to kind of go in our direction basically going kind of in emergency mode which i guess i can appreciate i could see what that is but just kind of uh, quite wound up anyway it didn't go very far but it was uh he's grumpy he's a, a grumpy character quite a change from ken anywho but here i am here in this interesting building uh it's a little warm i'm sure i'll go out in a bit but it's Today's around 32 degrees, so it's actually warm. It was wonderful. Uh, really, really enjoyed the hike. The climb leaving uh, um, Bilbao was wonderful. And I got my reservation for Mendata, where I stayed last night, so actually I want to stay in the same place. So I'm going to go past Garnica tomorrow and then go in that place. And uh, well, we'll see for the day after what I'll do. But uh, anyway... I will see. I may enjoy a little nap, actually, now. It's 5 o'clock. I may, I may snooze a little bit before I do some languages. Just finished watching the second installment of The Slap. And, uh... A little cheesy. Not the best acting. But it's it's watchable, so I think I'll enjoy watching that eight-part miniseries. I'm actually surprised. Here they have Wi-Fi. So, yesterday they didn't. And they have a pool here, but you, you have to pay. Uh, and actually, it was nice to go yesterday, but even though it's warmer today, uh, but I'm okay. It's not something that I need. Oh, church bell. I guess I'll have to talk to him. His name is José Luis. I'll have to ask him if they have a mass. Or I'll, I'll go take a walk in, a, in about an hour or so to see if they have a mass this evening. And of course, if there's one, I will I will be attending it. But anyway, so here I am in uh, La Rabetsu, La Rabetsu, and uh, one more day on the Camino, I really felt awesome, uh, sweating, going up, uh, eating some amazing blackberries, moras in Spanish, comiéndome moras muy buenas. Muy ricas, muy sabrosas. Ah, very, very, very tasty, some of them. Ridiculously tasty. So I stopped quite a few, quite a few times to, to enjoy those. Anywho, 
Oh, and my neighbor is Maria. She's from Holland, but she's been living in Montpellier. Uh, in the in France for, I guess, eight years. Oh, aquí, aquí están los vagos. <laughs> Anyhow. <clears throat> all right. Anyway, but uh, so yeah, all good. Beautiful day. So it's nice. And then, uh, well, I think tomorrow I'll be going up in altitude. So I think it'll, it'll be cooling off a little bit. But it feels awesome. Anyway, love, peace, and then talk to you later. Thank mm-hmm. you.